What's up, loyal listeners? This is our first bonus episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast. So not everything can make the final cut for our main podcast, but some stories are too good to leave out. On this bonus episode, we're speaking with Jill from Health Freedom Louisiana, and she tells the story about going to a deposition with Mr. Anthony Fauci at the NIH headquarters. You don't want to miss this. And since this is our first bonus episode, would you please let us know how you like it in the question bubble below? Thanks for being here. On to the show. Hi, I'm Jill Hines, co-director of Health Freedom Louisiana, a consumer and human rights advocacy organization. We fight for your right to say no to an unwanted medical intervention, and we'd like for you to fight with us. Find us at healthfreedomla.org and sign up for our Substack, and let's be in touch. So can you tell us about your experience of being there during the deposition of Dr. Fauci? I hate to call him a doctor, but you know, go ahead. I know, me too, honestly, because he's really not a, he's more of a bureaucrat than anything. But um, since I'm a plaintiff in the lawsuit, um, my attorney reached out to me, I guess it was not even a week before the deposition. The deposition was the day before Thanksgiving. And I just got an email and and she said, do you want to be there? (laughs) So she invited all four of us to be there. And I was the only one from my lawsuit that came. And uh, there was another gentleman that is also suing. His name is uh, Jim Hoft. He's the editor of the Gateway Pundit. And he's under separate counsel. So he and his attorney were there. And uh, so we arrived. It was, we actually weren't even told where we were going. We just flew into DC. We knew it was going to be um, somewhere in that area. I got the address the night before. It was at the NIH headquarters in Bethesda, Maryland. So drove over that morning and um, I I think I was probably one of the first people there. They told us to, you know, get there early, anticipate at least 45 minutes to get through security, to get everything checked and, and whatnot. But nobody was on campus because it was so close to a holiday. And it is a hu- NIH, the National Institutes of Health, is a huge campus. It looks like a college campus. I was in building, I think I was in building 31. So, I mean, it's a huge campus. And they have a shuttle system and everything. So I arrived early and um, made it through security. And there was another gentleman standing there and he, he heard where I was going. He said, I'm going that direction too. I'll walk over with you. So it was him and another gentleman that walked me over to building 31. Come to find out that was Anthony Fauci's attorney. <laughs> the one that was sitting right across the table from Solicitor General John Sauer for the state of Missouri. And uh, so that was interesting. We, we talked for about the 10 minutes that it took to get us to get over to the building, <laughs> talked about sports, the evening news, the weather, <laughs> and turns out it was Anthony Fauci's attorney. But um, it, was, it was a fascinating experience. I've never sat in on a deposition before. 
Um, I wrote an article about it talking about how it's basically like a team sport. You know, you have rules, you have sides, <laughs> and you have to abide by the rules. It was set for seven hours. There was only one person that was allowed to question him. And all the attorney generals were there, um, Jeff Landry uh, from Louisiana, uh, Eric Schmidt at the time from the state of Missouri. Um, he had just been elected for U.S. Senate, but he was still the acting uh, U, uh, attorney general for the state of Missouri. So he was there, but his solicitor, uh, John Sauer, was the one that was tapped to ask the questions. And um, if you've heard, if you read the articles, you'll know he said the phrase, I don't know, or I don't remember, or I don't recall 174 times. And in, according, uh, in accordance with the mask, you know, issue as well, he had no recall of science or studies that he could present that justified a mask mandate. And I was sitting there in the back of the room, I was uh, to his side, all the way at the other end of the room. And all I could think about was, you know, our fight to get those masks off of children and the 10 page document that we have of just studies listed for 10 pages showing how, how ineffective masks are. And this man could not recall one study to justify the mask mandate. It was so infuriating. But I was really proud of A.G. Landry and his team that were there. Um, A.G. Landry sat at the table, kind of catacornered from Fauci. He sneezed once. That was really interesting. Um, A.G. Landry sneezed. And he was very careful when he sneezed. He wasn't masked. Nobody in the room was masked. He literally lifted like the lapel of his jacket and like sneezed into his jacket. Very careful. But the look on Anthony Fauci's face when he sneezed, they were sitting catty corner from each other and he just looked at him and glared for like 10 seconds. And they were, they were recording it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I hope they released the recording of this deposition so people could see his paranoia when a man sneezes carefully across the room. There were three tables across, you know, they had three tables lined up across the room. So you weren't sitting like right across the table. You were sitting across three tables from the opposing team. And it wasn't um, long after that that the um, court reporter, the woman that was sitting there recording it, um, she had some kind of sniffle going on too, but she couldn't do anything because, you know, she's sitting there typing on her little machine. And that's when Fauci looked over at her and just stopped. He was in the middle of answering a question and just stopped, turned and looked at her and said, do you have some kind of viral infection? He said, the last thing I, I want to get is COVID. And I thought, how many shots is it going to take this man so that he's not paranoid about someone with the sniffles giving him COVID? I thought, what an idiot. <laughs> he's been sitting here telling the world to get a, sh a shot after shot after shot, wear a mask, da, da, da. And he's still not confident in the fact that his shots, five or six at this point, I don't know, we're going to prevent him from getting sniffles from a woman that was sitting well over six feet away and bless her heart. She had been staring at him. Um, you know, when he was talking, she was just 
looking at him and, and typing away. Now, when Solicitor General, uh, Solicitor General John Sauer was asking a question, it was, <clears throat> can you slow down? Can you slow down? Slow down. <laughs> I mean, it was just the difference between her demeanor from John Sauer to Anthony Fauci. You could tell she was really infatuated with him. And then when we went to leave at the end of the day, she told him what an honor it was to meet him that day. But she also put on a mask for him. I was really irritated after he said, do you have, you know, do you have a viral infection? The last thing I want, she goes, I, I only have allergies, but I'll get a mask on. So she reaches over and she gets a mask on. I was really disappointed when they came out with the transcripts that they didn't include that portion because they were still on record when all of that took place, but it wasn't included in the final transcript. So I'm really hoping that if they release the video portion of the deposition, that all of that will be on there. People need to see. People need to see how paranoid this man is over um, even while he's had this medical intervention and um, he's still concerned about catching a, a virus. <laughs> There's no way I would have put a mask on for that man. I haven't worn one yet. Yeah, absolutely. Same with me. And, um, you know, here, it you really see very few people still wearing masks. And um, at this uh, little gas station that I frequently stop at by my house, um, there's this guy and he's always standing outside drinking and he has a mask all the time. And like every time I pass him, I say, take off that mask, throw that in the trash and this and that. Yep. And uh, he's like, why do you want me to take off that mask? I said, are you wearing it for your health? And he said, well, I don't think this is over. I said, then why are you drinking a beer? Beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We haven't told anybody how to, to be healthy. I mean, that's never been a priority, never been a priority. And when, you know, when COVID hit, Louisiana was ranked 49th in the country for health, but 50th in the country when you included habitual um, uh, mannerisms, for example, smoking, um, obesity, uh, being sedentary. Um, so we were 49th or 50th in the state, in the country when it comes to health. And to this day, I don't think it's ever been addressed how an individual's individual health has an in, um, has an influence on the outcome of any type of infection, but especially a SARS-CoV-2 infection. It's never been a priority. I mean, they're going to give shots in exchange for a French fry or you know um, a shot of whiskey. They did that, you know, shots for shots at bars but never an emphasis on vitamin D, getting outside, getting exercise, eating right. None of that has been a priority. And it's, uh, it's such a shame. You know, my sister just did a tweet and it says uh, something to the nature of what do you think that people died from if it wasn't COVID? Mm -hmm. And I think I put, I don't know, 10, 15 comments on there, naming each thing individually. And it's like, it's so crazy how the um, programming and the mass media brainwashing affects people. And I think that like, you know, A, where did the flu go? It went from 80 million to 1800. That's yeah. incredible. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that was one thing. Uh, but also I think that it it's just like any other type of abuse. If you hear something over and over and over again, eventually you're going to believe it. And yeah everything on TV, radio, your, you know, people talking, 
to one another. Everything was COVID, 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 COVID. And I think people literally thought themselves sick. Yeah. And if, if anybody listening thinks, oh, well, people can't do that, then where the hell does stress come from? It comes from your mind, you know, your mind being on overload all the time. Right. And that's, you know, a big part. Uh, I think 5G, the poison in our food. I mean, anyone can feel free to go and check out my list. I think there were so many factors that um, brought harm to to people. I think a, tr a real reflection on this and the damage that it's caused to our psyche um, is going to take so many years of retrospection and just therapy. I think we're going to need therapy. I keep joking that we're going to just need therapy after all this is over with, but maybe even deprogramming. I don't know, because I think we've been uh, under a PSYOP for um, a long time now. And I think once we kind of come to terms with what we've been through as a country and individually over the last three years, it's going to take a lot of reflection and just a realization that nothing has really changed to prevent it from happening again. And that's what scares me is that, you know, we're, everybody has just kind of started going on with their lives. Like it didn't happen. I'm like, we haven't done anything to prevent it from happening again. And that's my biggest concern. And that's why, you know, we do what we do is to protect our, our individual freedom to, to say no to all this madness. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And not only did not preventing it, but now mm -hmm. the globalists, uh, they, they're looking going, wow, these people were easy. They're easy targets because, you know, we've dumbed them down for so many years, you know, through the programming and uh, it's just, it's, we live in like a society full of zombies. Like, you know, back in the day when you'd hear people reference the zombie apocalypse, um, I would always be like, what are they talking about? Whatever. But I'm like, you are living in it right right now. <laughs> right uh, now. No new world order. Uh, you know, look up Paul Schwab. Look yeah. up the meeting they just had in Davos. Um, and I don't know if you saw. Speaking of tweets, that um, Elon Musk, um, you know, considers himself to have been to experience a vaccine reaction. He said he felt like he was dying for several days, and then somebody tweeted underneath. You know, I thought you were smarter that than that. And he said, well, I had to get it to get into Berlin, to Tesla Berlin. And I thought, dude, how do you not recognize that this is like a human rights violation, that you were literally limited on your travel because of your vaccination history? That's a human rights violation. They coerced you because I, he actually said, I didn't want to do it, but I had to. I'm like, what you said earlier, that's, a, that's an unwanted touching. That's like medical rape. And he just went along with it. Smart man, billions of dollars, and he just went along with it. We haven't done anything to prevent that from happening again. The, you know, the people that with the power, supposedly, um, are planning it and then falling for it. What? It's up to us, you know? It's up to us to stop this, to say no. Like, literally, just say no. <laughs> don't wear the mask. Refuse. Don't get the shot. Refuse and uh, withhold support and funding from those that require it. Like if it's a, a concert, don't go to it. If it's a grocery store, don't, don't give them your money. Granted, I think it's gonna take, and they're talking about this too, alternative societies. We're gonna have to create our own like bartering system at some point if we don't do something to stop this from happening again.
Thank you again, Joe. Sure. Thanks so much, ladies. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the show. Do you have a question for our podcast guest? We got you covered. Your opportunity to speak directly with our podcast guest awaits. Join us on the Uncensored Platform Telegram. Link in bio. Now back to the show. 